Hey, what's up, guys? Man, happy Tuesday to you. I'm clearly decked out my Cardinal stuff because we're in the playoffs, and I'm pumped for tomorrow night for that because we're in the playoffs, but also tomorrow night is student night. Cannot wait uh, to worship the Lord with you. It's going to be such a good night, man, worshiping God together, and I'm so excited for that. And, and today, we are going to actually finish the book of Habakkuk. I was going to do this in two different episodes, um, but I just didn't want to, right? I wanted to, I was going to do it in two, but in reading it, I think it just makes more sense to do it all together. And so I'd really encourage you, really encourage you, go read Habakkuk chapter three. Just, it's uh, 19 verses, read it. We're going to read the end of it in a second. Uh, but I would really encourage you to go read it on your own and, and think about what the book's already talking about. So if you remember very early in the beginning of the book, chapter one, Habakkuk is looking around at the world. He's looking around and he's like, why is there so much evil happening and God's not doing anything about it? And then the funny thing is God responds and says, Habakkuk, I'm doing something that you wouldn't even believe if I told you. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be awesome, which sounds really hopeful. And then the next verse is that he's sending the Babylonians to conquer them, right? And so it's, it's, it's like, I'm doing a new thing. And that new thing is this foreign country is going to come in and wipe you out. That's, that's exactly what he's saying. And so this book is about Habakkuk prophesying about what Babylon is going to do to the Israelites. And what's so interesting is to read Habakkuk chapter three, where Habakkuk is understanding what God's going to do now. He's understanding that God's going to use the Babylonians to over take the people of Israel uh, in a form of judgment to wake the people up. He's, he understands that, but he's still praying that he's going to see God move in a miraculous way. It's almost, you have to think about this passage in light of uh, the book of Exodus, where what happens in the book of Exodus? They're enslaved, right? They're in bondage, they're in slavery, and yet God splits the Red Sea, makes a way for his people, delivers his people, and they come through the Red Sea into freedom, into life, and to eventually into the promised land. And so kind of what's happening here is Habakkuk is, is basically calling for another exodus. He's calling for another moment where God is going to deliver his people from bondage, deliver his people eventually from the Babylonians, and, and set them towards the path of freedom and free them again. And so it's a beautiful prayer where he's looking back on the exodus and also looking forward in hope saying, man, God, would you do it again? Right? God, God, can I see you do this again in our midst? But the interesting dynamic here is he knows that Babylon's going to capture them. He knows that the Babylonian exile is is going to happen. And so I love what he prays, though. He prays this amazing thing in verse 16. He's talking about how awesome the Lord is. He's talked about how awesome God was in the past. And just listen to what he says here in verse 16. He says, I hear and my body trembles. My lips quiver at the sound. Rottenness enters into my bones. My legs tremble beneath me. And then listen to this. Yet I will quietly wait for the day of trouble to come upon the people who invade us. So, so he's like, I'm nervous now, right? I, I'm nervous because, man, the Babylonians are intense. This is, this is scary. This is real stuff. But I'm waiting patiently because I know God is going to deal with those who invade us. And look at what he says in verse 17. One of my favorite passages of scripture ever. Look at what he says. He says, though the fig tree should not blossom, nor fruit be on the vines, the produce of the olive fail and the fields yield no food and the flock be cut off from the fold and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God, the Lord is my strength. He makes my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. The choir master with stringed instruments. He's looking around saying, look, I'm not seeing evidence of God right now. I'm not seeing where God's moving. I'm not seeing how he's working. I'm not seeing that. 
but but I'm going to wait on the Lord. I mean, think about that. He says, though the fig tree should not blossom. So no fruit's happening. He's wondering what's going on. He, he says, uh, the fields are yielding no food. It is a dark, desolate time. He's not seeing God active anywhere. But he says, I will rejoice in the Lord. Yet I will take joy in the God of my salvation because God is his strength. And it's an amazing passage of hope in the midst of seemingly hopelessness. And isn't that what we have as Christians? Isn't that what we have as believers? That in the midst of hopelessness, in the midst of when we look around with our eyes and we see like God is doing nothing, we have this hope that God will not abandon us, that God will not forsake his people, but he's always actively working to redeem his people. And ultimately, we see this on the cross, right? Ultimately, this is the hope of the resurrection, that even if our life ends in death, even if we close our eyes in death, resurrection awaits us, that the the cross and the empty tomb prove to the world, it proves to us, it, it's the bedrock of our faith that even when it seems like God is absent, he's involved and he's present. So do what Habakkuk does. Wait on the Lord. Rejoice in who the Lord is and wait on him to move. So I love you. Enjoyed Habakkuk with you. I'll see tomorrow. Uh, we'll start Zephaniah. Right? So we've done Hosea, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Jonah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk. Oh my goodness. Flying through these. So tomorrow we'll start Zephaniah. Cannot wait for student night tomorrow. It's going to be awesome. I love you. Can't wait to see you. Thanks so much for listening. The Point is a ministry of First Baptist Church Indian Trail for high school students. We offer life groups every Sunday morning at 8, 9.30, and 11 o'clock. And we meet on Wednesday nights at 6.15. For more information, you can go to our church's website at fbcit.org.